Hello, and welcome to the Rachel Haywood podcast for all ages. Today, this topic will be a little different than usual. Um, I actually want to talk about a classic tale. You might have heard of it. It's a story called The Wife of Bath. Now, the question I want to talk about today is, how does The Wife of Bath in the Middle Ages compare to the modern day? For those of you that haven't heard the story of The Wife of Bath, I'm going to give a quick background. Yay! The Wife of Bath begins her prologue to tell her tale by establishing herself as an authority on marriage due to her extensive personal experience. Since her first marriage at the age of 12, she's had five husbands. Yes, I said five. She says that many people have criticized her for her numerous marriages, most of them on the basis that Christ went only once to a wedding in Galilee. The wife of Bath has her own views of scripture and God's plan. God bade us to wax fruitful and multiply, she says, and that is the text that she wholeheartedly endorses. If virginity is important, someone must be procreating so that virgins can be created. She wants you to listen to the whole tale to see if it reveals the truth about marriage. Of her five husbands, three have been good and two have been bad. The first three were good, she admits, most because they were rich, old, and submissive. If one of her husbands got drunk, she would claim he said that every wife is out to destroy her husband. He would then feel guilty and give her what she wanted. She would tease her husbands in bed, refusing to give them full satisfaction until they promised her money. Then she goes on to tell her tale. So the story starts out where we learn about a lusty knight who comes across a beautiful young maiden and rapes her. The court says he could be put to death by decapitation, but the queen gives him a chance to save his life. The queen presents the knight with the following challenge. If within one year he can discover what women want most in the world and report his findings back to the court, he will keep his life. If he cannot find the answer to the queen's question, or if the answer is wrong, he will lose his head. He roams throughout the country, posing the question to every woman he meets. Almost every single one he asks says a different thing. Some claim that women love money best, some honor, some jolliness, some look, some sex, and some that women most want to do what they wish and be free. Finally, he says um, he sees a large group of women dancing and decides to approach them to ask his question. But as he approaches, the group vanishes, and all he sees is this ugly old woman. The woman asks if she can be of help, and the knight explains his predicament and promises to reward her if she can help him. The woman tells the knight that he must pledge himself to her in return for her help, and the knight agrees. She then guarantees that his life will be saved. They went to the court in front of everyone, and she says that what women most desire is to be in charge of their husbands. The court agrees, and in front of everyone, the old hag asks the knight to marry her. They get married, and the hag asks the knight why he's sad. He replies that he could hardly bear the shame of having such an ugly, low-born wife. She offers the knight a choice. Either he can have her be ugly but loyal and good, or he can have her young and fair but also unfaithful. He replies that he would rather trust her judgment, and he asks her to choose whatever she thinks is best. Because the knight's answer gave the woman what she most desired, the authority to choose for herself, she becomes both beautiful and good.
So now that I've given you the background on the story, we can get back to the main question, which was how does the wife of Bath and the Middle Ages compare to the modern day? Women's role in the Middle Ages were much different than they are now. Um, In that time period, women were mainly possessions of the husbands who, um, whose job was to please their, their husband all their life. And, um, this reading, Allison was a rebel of this time period by not abiding to rules of Christianity, keeping her virginity and being a strong and bold woman. She fights against the norm and wants power and control over men. Not only was the writing itself unusual for its time, but this being a writing by a woman was also just as strange. Allison takes a stand for women and fights being, um, and fights for injustices of, I guess, that time period and just that day. Um, there were two main issues in The Wife of Bath, which were gender and, uh, sovereignty. An article I read was called Allison's Incapacity and Poetic Instability in the Wife of Bath's Tale. And it says, um, it says, she is neither an individual. If she were, she would be indeed, indeed be monstrous, nor a mirror of historical conditions, but a fiction who tells a fiction. What I took from that line was, that not only do they know that her writing is not real, but they're referring to her as an unreal being because the beliefs she had were so unrealistic at that time. Her attempt to redefine women's freedom is so beyond her time and shows everyone different perspectives. Helping redefine women's position in, in the world is exactly what we need in this in this modern day, honestly. I mean, we've come a long way, but I just think that having that, that mindset is something we can, we can always use more of. I also read an article by Leslie Johnson that, um, said interesting enough that the wife of Bath can be interpreted differently based on if you are a male or female reading it. Overall, they explain that feminists now have a have made a huge step in history because when this was written, there was no changes in lifestyle being looked at at all. They finished by saying that medievalists are blind to sexual differences because um, that was just the reality of the time they lived in. The author also touches on the fact that um, Chaucer used both courtly love and anti-feminist literature when making this tale. The two are not similar at all, obviously, but um, Chaucer made them serve a purpose when constructing this tale. This time period does not call for this behavior or this type of writing about a female because nobody was talking about, you know, this change. Nobody was thinking about um, women kind of like becoming a different role in, in modern day. So this time period was so different compared to the, what this writing is about. Finally, I would, I would like to bring on my good friend, Stephanie Thompson to give me her thoughts on 
this story in the modern day. Good afternoon, Stephanie. Thank you for being here with me. I was just wondering what your thoughts were on this story um, and her morals in the Middle Ages. Thank you for inviting me on, and I'll just keep this short and sweet by saying I don't think anyone of that time would get away with what she talks about. It might have been something women have thought about, and they would have loved to have more control and freedom, but I just do not think it's realistic. I agree. I don't think it'd be um, as realistic in that time either, which is why it's really interesting that there was a story in the Middle Ages about, about this topic. But um, there you have it, folks. That is all I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and see you again next week.